Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 63, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Tony. Tony, hi. <laughs> I always say 63, like I'm kind of asking in a way because I can never quite remember despite us saying just Going to give you the record. answer there, yes, yeah. you're right, <laughs> on the money. Okay, cool. Um, and anything paranormal happened to you this week? Oh, straight into it. I like this. Yeah, let's do this. I, I like this. We're into it. Um, anything paranormal? Um, I did see... Um, did, did see That's uh, a no. I saw a light in the sky <laughs> that prompted me to download a stargazing app. Oh, I've already got one. Yeah, I did. I didn't know where it went. Anyway, I downloaded hmm. it. Turned out it was Venus. Ah, nice. It's like, there's Venus. I can see Venus. Yeah, it's quite bright and flickery at the moment, isn't Very it? Very bright and flickery. <laughs> so I saw it. It was, it was there. It was standing still. And I was like... It's a UAP. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, <laughs> so I quickly downloaded the old Apsky and yep. found, I was like, Venus. Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah. But, you know, often when I hear, I was thinking when I saw it, I was like, I've heard these UFO stories where they mistake Venus for like a big UFO craft. And I'm like, mm. I get how maybe if you saw hovering light in the sky, tiny light way up, you could maybe mistake that venus light mm-hmm. for uh uap ufo arian <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like that's like it's sort of sort of for me it called bullshit bullshit <laughs> yeah on those stories you hear about people saying the investigator saying oh, i was venus it's like, yeah 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 like way up there way by itself yeah. venus doesn't explain all of those things someone's sort of saw. right in hovering when there's like you know cool alien dudes yeah hanging out venus. beside the craft it sounds like venus yeah it's like ah, oh, it must be venus <laughs> it's like, like what i said it was kind of bright and flickery that's yeah, it the was. best you could get it was really really bright yeah which is but I thought it's probably a planet. Yeah. And I, yeah. You were confirmed. right. But, yeah, I can't imagine anything, uh, any, like, that's kind of probably as close as it's going to get. And so any cool alien dudes hanging out, <laughs> smoking smoking some ciggies or something next yep. to their craft. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. How many islands have you been on today? uh the juan one island yes uh see i've i've doubled that i've been on two islands today nice just just flew in and boy are my arms long yeah, average size of your height i guess <laughs> um just in case anyone's well. wondering uh, if i um you make flew any in mistakes from north island yeah if i make any mistakes it must be jet lag from my hour and a half flight from north island yeah. yes very good how was uh, Napi? Awesome. It was a bit grey and depressing looking yesterday, uh, but today was good. Art Deco? Did you see any Art Deco? Yeah. Uh, you? Yes? Yes. Art Plenty Deco. of Art Deco. Very good. <laughs> Napier, for those who uh, don't know much about New Zealand history, was hit by a sizable earthquake in the 1930s. Yeah. And they rebuilt the town Art Deco for the tourist trade. And it's still Art Deco they to were this like, day. Let's rebuild it Art Deco. So when 2017, 18-ish hits, we're prime for the tourist trade. <laughs> and it did well because it's happening. So far, so good. Mm. Um, and when you say earthquake, mm-hmm. you mean... The Napier earthquake? Yeah. And then 
Shake it, shake it, shake it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I was just trying to think. We got we're we're straight in straight down the barrel of non paranormal again. Ah, oh. <laughs> no, I did the Venus thing. Yeah. Did you watch um, Wellington Paranormal? No. Terrible. So there was a spinoff. Um, of I, I heard what, about. From I, heard, what I did we hear did, about this. Yeah. So the the movie uh, What We Do in the Shadows um, has some police action in it and police. And I think television new zealand has funded another series based on that police station where they deal with paranormal things um i watched some of it you bailed yeah i bailed i couldn't stand it (laughs) no way yeah it was kind of not that cool um so i think they were originally trying to shop it around to the likes of netflix and amazon prime but um it showed up on tvnz and did not play well so anyone wanting to try that um i guess you'd have to have a login for tvnz on demand (laughs) Um, (laughs) because i don't know how how uh readily available it's going to be other than that i um i did have a wee incident with the dog here we go next door today Uh uh-oh was it paranormal um or are we doing a u-turn again so so work from home today because i had the carpet man coming does that match the drapes uh yeah well actually well actually it, it works well with any kind of color so it's one of those neutral <laughs> doesn't have to is neutral neutral yeah. so it doesn't have to not precisely but we're on the right track like it's not going to cause any sort of like eye-watering moments where you're like oh oh that's more that wasn't what i was expecting that doesn't match the drapes mm, mm. that was false advertising <laughs> yeah carry on maybe (laughs) (laughs) um so the kappa guy came around and he was doing the thing and we had the the door open nice sunny day airflow Mm. all about this airflow thing you know Mm -hmm. um and the dogs were going crazy it was uh, disrupting a conversation like i couldn't i couldn't talk to this guy the cat was outside and i said look excuse me for a moment (laughs) so i walked over he was measuring the house so i went and got a glass of water oh my goodness the dogs are barking in the corner of the fence whenever i get on the wee chair and peer over and yell at them they never look up they don't know i'm above them they can't quite get there so i shouted at them i was like shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up didn't really work so Mm -hmm. i was like okay so just poured water all over the dogs oh my goodness and they went freaking crazy but ran away and i was like new thing to do (laughs) oh my goodness and i don't think that's bad right do you think i don't know so they're nuts there's no right for them to bark at me it's my own yard um i'm not sure is it cruel it's water yeah but is it cruel (laughs) so if you were screaming and i poured water on your head yeah how would you feel wet (laughs) yes obviously (laughs) but you were all agitated i'm like look dude calm down calm down you're like no 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 i'm very very i'm like okay Need you to chill out because you're making a lot of noise and mm. it's just dropping the pace. Yeah. Um, going to pour a little bit of water on your head. <laughs> put a little bit of water yeah. on your head. It's a wee baptism. Surprise baptism. Mm. I'm like, there you go. Be with Jesus. <laughs> Surprise baptism. Okay. And you say they didn't have the uh, calmness that you would expect from someone who's just found the Lord, though. No. <laughs> or they might be possessed. They're kind of possessed and surprise baptism. I like um, holy water. They just yeah. start burning and running. So, you know, say you're freaked out. You're like, I'm not very happy. I would imagine a surprise baptism would calm me down. 
here's my stance on it so that I don't end up any in any way associated with animal cruelty um fine with you doing it i wouldn't do it myself okay not that fine with you doing it really why not i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um twitter poll yeah no. <laughs> no. um i've got something else for you oh so a present do you remember a few episodes ago we had well, a few yeah a few episodes back we there was an episode called uh, a pound a shag and somewhere to pitch a tent yes what was that about do you remember that was about a um uh what we thought was a bear potentially it was something that was I'm ripping sure people right into and... tents like the, no no there was no, a no you're off sasquatch no a pound a shag, shag and somewhere to pitch a tent wasn't there a guy who was like photographing a bigfoot or something in it and he just caught it in the moonlight disappointing you was that the no that was a different one that was that the was, big gray man one yeah yeah and that was more about mooning or something yeah <laughs> um a pound so this it's a ufo one yeah um and do you remember we were trying to get to the festival festival so in august every year there's the festival no so the shag harbour incident society yeah has an annual festival rings a bell um this year in august so we tried we were thinking about getting the one last year but i think <laughs> this year uh special guests are celine dion cousteau <laughs> i was close and fabian cousteau oh. no uh so their grandchildren their grandpapa of jacques cousteau mm-hmm. famous uh ufologist and marine dude mm-hmm. loves the sea etc yeah um special guests uh at the, at the festival so what celine the, dion so apparently the cousteaus yeah jacques no <laughs> celine remember like <laughs> yeah, sorry like I, like the dion my cousteaus mixed up like dion mm. and fabs yes uh fab fabs as yes. he likes to be called because he's no, fab probably doesn't uh, it says right here he does how would you fucking know <laughs> um our special guest at this year's shag harbour ufo conference where are you going with this uh they are going to start filming a documentary series on shag harbour they're reinvestigating it so oh, really the, so we could yeah if we were going <laughs> Which we aren't. Which we might be. Which we probably still aren't. Still next month. Not which we most likely aren't. So, <laughs> they're going to be special guests. Yes. And um, this cool bitch called uh, Lauren Wickens. Yeah. Uh, president of the Shag Harbour UFO Incident Society. Uh, says that its members are excited to have the family service guests. Do you think that... Um Shag Harbour is one of those places where lots of swingers go just because of the name. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I reckon. That's why you want to go. Where am I going? Shag Harbour. <laughs> if we get there. That's why it's part of the reason we want to go. We want to participate. Okay. Because um, the, 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 yeah, they have the conference and they have, you know, all the serious stuff. And they, you know, keys and bowls afterwards later on. Sort of. <laughs> 
yeah. So Kusto's there for uh, Fabian. Yeah. Fabs. Yeah. Fab Fab. Yes. And Celine. Mm-hmm. Musical Celine. Musically inclined Celine. Gonna film a doco series. So watch out for that, first yeah. of all. I heard this already. Are you uh, just repeating it? Second, <laughs> uh, their team will carry out an underwater search oh. with a local diver. Yeah. Who was one of the main divers, not the secondary divers, not the third dirty or, you know, et cetera, divers. Yeah. Not like the ones that sat there on the sidelines, you know, on, I want to on their phones when they had that, on the uh. Telegraph, <laughs> uh, yeah. involved in the 1967 investigation. So they're going to maybe go underwater too. Okay. So we might hear more about old Jagos. Good. So watch for that. Um, and again, if funding is a thing to get us there, it's not TVNZ. <laughs> I think the last time we talked about this, like TVNZ were doing like a new round of like funding for like, uh, shows and we were thinking local content, right? You and I plus local content plus shagging oh, yeah, yeah. equals Cousteau. Yeah. Cousteau during the day and then parties at night. That's right. You plus me plus shag plus... Celine plus Fabian <laughs> equals great all-round family entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, how about if, that? If we're doing follow-ups, then oh. Oh. you can also have a look at one of our earlier episodes. Um, can't remember the name of the episode. Good start. But um, they are making or have made a TV drama around... The disappearances at Hanging Rock. Ah, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and it's one of the people from Game of Thrones that's in it. I don't really watch Game of Thrones, so um, some female off of that. <laughs> some female um, <laughs> off of that. Uh, but it's called Picnic at Hanging Rock, and I think it might be HBO. I could be wrong, but because I've been wrong once before, <laughs> just that once. Yeah, just that one time. Um, neither of us are really Game of Thrones fans, are we? No. Alien. Speaking of paranormal, way to alienate our audience. <laughs> I, I mean, I've watched the first two seasons. That's so have I. But I just, I'm not one of those ones that has to chase it down to, to get the rest of it. I'm thinking about getting back into it. I'm not. Oh. I have too much. There's too much other content around to, <gasps> to bother. <gasps> I like sports. I've been watching an Amazon Prime series called All or Nothing about the NFL. It's really good. Have you watched um, Unsolved Mysteries on Amazon Prime? No, not yet. Oh, get into it. But I did find a show that were last night that was like from about 1985 um, and it was Monster Trucks. It was so good. <laughs> Such rubbish like um, presenters and things. Anyway, um, shall we dive into something paranormal other than um, recapping Swingers Parties? Um, yeah, just to give you an update for the Shag Harbour uh, <laughs> UFO conference of 2018. So it's August 3 to 5. Yes. It's kicking off at 5.30pm. It could be a birthday trip. My could birthday's be birthday just trip, after yeah. that. You could shout me there for your birthday. So it kicks off at 5.30. My birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 5.30 to 5.45, quite a long title. Conference welcome and announcements and introduction to conference speakers. A lot going on there. Yeah. 15 minutes, cramming a lot in there. Yeah. Uh, so the witness panel, first up, and then Rodney Ross. He's a sea monster experience. Oh, goodness. I don't know what that means. It just says sea monster experience. With I Rodney hope they Ross. didn't book the wrong guy and he's actually a sea monkey. <laughs> sea monkeys guy. Wow. Then Saturday, kicking off, Chris Stiles, 
at 9am. Ryan Styles. Chris Styles. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, Chris Styles, Ryan Styles, Chris Styles. One hour, 15 minutes. Kick him at 9am. Get up early because you'll be pissed from the night before, obviously, because it's a big piss out of this conference. And shagging. <laughs> Presentation, Shag Harbour, 1967. That sounds exciting. Is that just they gather around and listen to our podcast? 15 minute break. 10.30-11.45, another Chris, Chris Rakulski, wow. presentation, 1967, the year Canada was invaded by UFOs, including Shag Harmer in perspective. So that one uh, was a... <laughs> 12 to 1, lunch on your own. Ooh, what the hell? That is not what in the, the spirit hell? of the game. That... <laughs> That's disappointing. Come on, this is not good content. Let's crack into something I'm decent. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, lunch on your own. Sit there by yourself. Don't talk to anybody, please. Weird. No sharing cupcakes. Um, so I guess for any questions pertaining to event or other... That's weird. <laughs> for any questions pertaining to event or other, please send email to shagharbour at gmail.com. Brilliant. So, yeah, we're still trying to get there. Tickets from 25 bucks, Canadian. What? Early bird, $100. Sales ended. Fuck off. <laughs> Boat tour, early bird, $40. Boat tour? After July So this was 6th, the USO, wasn't it? This was the USO? Uh, it was, yeah. It, it actually crossed over. Bus tour, 25 bucks. Friday pass, I don't know if there's bucks. anything... This... Saturday pass, 60 bucks. <laughs> Sunday up. pass, 30 bucks. I don't think there's anything this show loves more than a good USO. No. Do you no, think? No. No, we no. don't. Bloody love a good USO story. Um, Unidentified submerged object. So, yeah, there we go. Um, All right. Let's go into your paranormal story because okay. this is not winning any listeners. Um, we're recapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were for like 15 minutes. Speaking of capping, NARCAP is there. I don't know what that is. National Aviation Reporting Centre on Anomalous... Anomalous? Anomalous phenomena. Ted Rose there, speaker. My personal perspective. He gets an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> this is why I need to move on. <laughs> My jet lag's kicking in. All right. <clears throat> so I told you a wee bit... Um, well, you sort of know a wee bit where we're going with this one. Because um, I want you to do some robotic sounding voices. Okay. You know how I love um, that. So you have the she-mail with you? Email. Sorry, email. Yes. With you? Yes. Okay. So um, I think I've culled the first chunk out of it. So when it comes to your turn, I'm going to give you a pointy fingered. Okay. And want you to speak. Okay. So remember... You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to pick out bits for me to do impressions on. Yeah. <laughs> well i don't do the whole story okay there's not a whole lot of content but the content that you need to deliver is crucial to the story okay because my wanna, heart's got to be in this yeah we want to be spooky because <laughs> um, i'm going to try and make this a bit scary 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 let's go okay so uh we have a story called here come the men in black haven't touched on this before Men in Black. Men in Black. Yeah, we have. Not really. Yeah. We've done this story. No, we haven't. <laughs> you say that with panic in your voice. <laughs> it's like, no, we haven't. Story. <laughs> um, I've saved all the st- tales here and we're all uh, we're all clear of Men in Black. I think, I'm not sure, have we even done a Get Me Some Strange on Men in Black? No, but we have mentioned them. Will Smith? <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones? 
No, we have mentioned them though. Um, I think we kind of digressed when we were talking about, it might have even been, even been like, I think it was when I was sitting over there. So it was probably like episode one or two. But anyway, go. We'll go back and check. <laughs> right. <clears throat> we won't go back and check. You <laughs> no, might. We're not, we're not, not. No, I actually. Um, just before we jump in here. Yeah. To digress further. Um, how many episodes do you reckon I've listened back to? Listened back to? Yeah. Um, two? How many, like, if we're looking at the entire body of work, how many episodes? The back catalogue? Yeah. Two or three? <laughs> Five. Five. <laughs> oh, no, seven. Oh, okay. I just finished episode seven <laughs> out of our 63. I've done 62, so <laughs> well, it's okay. a bit better. Done as much as you can, I guess. Yeah. Holding holding it uh, the fort for the team. <laughs> right. Clapping in my hands. Don't clap. Sorry. Don't like that. bad for microphones. For just about as long as the UFO phenomenon has been around, so have tales of black men. I mean, men in black. Come on. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. That's it. <laughs> You're going to get yellow carded and have to sit this out for 10 minutes. The, yeah, start a race riot. <laughs> um, these figures have been reported to threaten UFO eyewitnesses. Don't you threaten UFO eyewitnesses. I'm not afraid, no blackman. Oh, get out! Oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, time man, out, sorry. time out for you. Warning them from sharing what they know. The men in black are described as dressed in black suits and don't look typically human, which has led suggestions, led to suggestions even, that they are the product of an alien human genetic experiment. Experiment. <laughs> Experience. Experiment. Thank you. A classic MIB visitation would... What's MIB, sorry? It's what you think you saw you did not see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Will generally feature bizarre behaviour on the part of the MIB. What was the MIB? Men in Black. Will Smith. See, that seems bad now. Josh Brolin? Yeah, there we go. Because I'm thinking he's a black man and I don't want to call him No, I wasn't even thinking that. Is he? Is he? Is he? <laughs> Don't steal other podcast yeah. bits. He's dead, isn't he? <laughs> no. Um, Booja podcasting isn't just... You're not. Probably not. No. Um, so typically b- bizarre behaviour on the part of Tonair, uh, the podcast host, and apparently MIB, who are seemingly mystified by human ways. Can you say human properly next time? Human. Human. Um, they have been reported to express amazement at mundane objects such as ballpoint pens. Hold that over there. It's an audio medium, oh, so pointing forgot, at forgot, ballpoint I forgot pens. Again. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's even assume it was a visual medium. That is not entertaining. Oh. <laughs> Just pointing at pens. That was kind of... Carry on. It's kind of like my... Like, go Stick to, with me, listeners. I'll get us there. It's like the star... Mark there, uh, and it'd be known to ask inappropriate and rude questions. Mm. So, I'm going to go on to one of my fave MIB encounters. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk to Herbert Hoppy Hopkins. Yes, uh, here we go. So, one of the most bizarre MIB encounters was experienced by Dr. Herbert Hoppy Hopkins of Orchard Beach, Maine. Hoppy was a psychiatrist working on an alleged alien abduction case. 
he had been performing hypnosis on a man named David Stevens, who had two first names. Ricky Bobby. And who had claimed numerous encounters with extraterrestrials. Hopkins had accumulated several hours of taped sessions with Stevens. Sounds dodgy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And then when you leave a long pause after it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going into the tale now. Okay. Warm that voice up. <clears throat> On the evening of Saturday, September 11th, 1976, Hopkins was at home alone when he received a phone call from someone claiming to be the vice president of the New Jersey UFO Research Organization, a group that was later found not to exist. Mm. The man inquired if Hopkins was alone. Right. If he could come over to Hopkins' house to discuss the case in detail. And what underwear he was wearing. Hopkins agreed and ended the call. (laughs) He agreed. (laughs) Thought I'd leave that hanging out there, but... But then when he agreed, it was like... The good doctor next proceeded to turn on the porch light ahead of his visitor's arrival. However, Hopkins was startled to see the impossible. His visitor was already slowly climbing the steps and was nearly at the front door, mere seconds after placing the phone call. Mm. So that's pretty impossible in the age before mobile. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, apparently, even if this guy, like, Hoppy was, like, didn't have, like, a really close next door neighbour, so there's, like, no way this, it could even be, like, a neighbour's house he was calling yeah, yeah. from. it wasn't someone close, yeah. No. The, so, nearest, the nearest phone that could ring that phone was not in that sort of a distance away. Yeah. Yep, you've got it. You're, you're onto this. I am. I'm, yep. I'm ready. You're... Yeah, you, you you impressed me on this. <laughs> Just hurry up. You're no phony. <laughs> Go. Um, so, as his visitor took a seat, Hopkins was struck immediately by several things about him. I thought you were meaning like he was hit. Oh, sorry. He was struck by like a bat, a punch. This is more about his appearance. Okay. Firstly was his attire which was in impeccable condition and entirely black. Shoes, socks, panties, <laughs> tie, shirt, jacket, and the round, polished derby hat he wore. Did I miss any clothes? Um, don't think so. Was the last time I saw a black shirt? I was in a black shirt for a while. Bogan wedding? <laughs> brilliant <laughs> Bogan wedding. he can't see the woodstock spilled on it yeah. <laughs> go uh next was the fact that the strange man was completely bald missing any hair including eyebrows eyelashes and about the pubis the man's skin was <laughs> calm go, down the man's skin was dead white except for his lips which were a brilliant bright red His facial features were odd in general. His nose was small, and instead of having a neck, his head appeared to meld 
with his shoulders. Strange. Okay. <clears throat> Warm up that voice. Sorry. I'm trying not to get my <laughs> let my jet lag play havoc on me. You've got turboprop lag, mate. <laughs> um, the stranger sat almost perfectly motionless and spoke only in monotone speak with no inflection or expression. Take this on board. Here's your guide. Okay. In short, he spoke like a robot, completely devoid of any emotion. Robot. When oh, the I could do a, I could do devoid of emotion with my jet lag. Brilliant. When the man in black spoke, oh, the sirens. But go on, because people might not be able to hear. When it. the man in black spoke, Hopkins could discern no teeth in his mouth. The stranger briefly outlined his own understanding of the Stevens case, which Hopkins was investigating through hypnosis. Mm-hmm. They then discussed the abduction hy- hypothesis, hypothesis, the abduction hypnosis sessions in general. They must hear that. Yeah, it's gone. Shut up, <laughs> stupid policy. Yeah. They then discussed the abduction hypnosis sessions in general, with Hopkins doing most of the yakking. It appeared that the MIB was only interested in finding out how much Hopkins already knew about the case. Mm. As if to gauge how thoroughly mm-hmm. he had investigated it. Right. As they chatted about the Stevens case, Hopkins noticed every once in a while that the strange man would brush his mouth with the back of his glove. When the stranger moved his glove away from his face, there was a lipstick smear on it. The man was wearing bright ruby red lipstick. Hopkins said it appeared the man had no kissy kissy lips. (laughs) Kissy kissy lips. The lipstick (laughs) was meant to give his small slit for a mouth the appearance of a human being. That's pretty extraterrestrial. That's pretty weird. Kind of sexy. It's a bit drag queenish. It is a bit draggy. Yeah. But kind of sexy. Okay. Have Um, you considered this man as a woman? As a drag queen? No. Is yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Have you considered this man as could be just you know a smooth one? You know, smooth in there. Like it could be just Ken doll. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Like, it could be a um, sort of non-gender, quite progressive yeah, for the year. very 2018. Yeah. Sort of yeah. be gender fluid yeah. this way. Okay. Um, cisgender. That's good. Um, so, Hopkins was incredibly frightened by this man's appearance and demeanor at this point. Right. Because, you know, back in those days, a man wearing lipstick and a drag queen was quite scary. <laughs> He so, probably is also um, starting to re replay back in his head things like questions like "Are you alone?" before they come over. Yeah, and what underwear are you wearing? That yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it gets even weirder. Okay, your line's coming up. Yeah, I'm ready. The mysterious man instruct. Well, was it a man? Instructed Hopkins to take a coin out of his pocket and hold it. The man robotically spoke. Watch the coin. As Hopkins held the coin in his hand, he noticed it turn from copper to silver. Eventually, the penny um, became fuzzy and blurred. 
it quickly went out of focus and then simply and completely vanished out of sight right before Hopkins eyes you don't have to point it's highlighted neither you nor anyone else on this plane will ever see that coin again the man threatened plane there you go you just flow in here you got turboprop lag you can appreciate that um so kind of weird coin trick um what's that um, magician we all like these days uh what's his name Dynamo. 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 <laughs> Dynamo. danny minogue <laughs> danny minogue he's pretty good at that um okay so it's not chris great. angel i think no. of him more as a chris angel david blaine with his pale skin david blaine and his lipstick he's got darker skin actually so he's all right david Blaine. david blaine <laughs> um he then inquired as to whether hopkins was familiar with alleged ufo abductee barney hill benny hill hopkins replied <laughs> that he had heard of hill but was under the impression that he had died the mib informed hopkins that was correct barney didn't have a heart <gasps> just like you no longer have a coin i don't have a coin you i'm going like russell crowe in that you have you? yeah yeah um well it's true doesn't have a coin <laughs> it's like hopkins said at this point the man appeared suddenly weak and his speech was slowing down so like batteries were running pretty low like yeah? someone jet lagged yeah <laughs> As if he had come off a one and a half hour turboprop flight from Napier. <laughs> the stranger unsteadily stood up, looking <laughs> frail. The, yeah, the line went around, I couldn't see it. I thought unsteadily stood. I thought it was going to be into it. The stranger unsteadily stood up, looking. I said it again, looking. <laughs> the Read stranger, it on my screen because it wraps around. <laughs> the stranger unsteadily stood up, looking frail. He left Hopkins with one final cryptic statement. My energy is running low. Must go get no dose. <laughs> now, goodbye. So I still have no dose in the cupboard. I'll get some for you. I got half a pack. Is that all my lines done? Nope. Oh. Uh, at the end of the driveway was a very bright bluish white light. The man walked towards it and vanished. Hopkins later recalled he thought it may have been a car, but he never heard a car engine or saw the car itself. Tesla? Uh, yeah, well, this was, again, old days, 70s. Did they have Teslas then? Sure. Sure? No. Nikolai Teslas, they were called. After this horrifying encounter, ha ha ha. Um, Hopkins, <laughs> Don't you pity laugh Hopkins destroyed all evidence of the case. So he's like, okay, fuck this shit. I'm not happy with that. Mm -hmm. um, weird lipstick, slow reading guy. Disappearing, disappearing. into the ether. No. Coin disappearing trick. Like Dymano. <laughs> Dymano, yes. <laughs> so, um, Hopkins, okay. He's free, we'll say. But his family aren't safe yet. Menacingly. Tony said. Um, on September 24, 1976, less than two weeks after Hopkins' strange encounter, his daughter Un, Un, his daughter Un Law, Maureen, 
<laughs> received a phone call from a man claiming to be an acquaintance of her husband, Juan, or John. Mm-hmm. The man asked if he and a friend could drop by the house. Mm-hmm. John and Maureen agreed and were shortly confronted with a strange-looking man and his even stranger-looking female companion, both attired in odd-looking, old-fashioned clothes. Both individuals experienced great difficulty in walking, talking, taking, (laughs) talking and taking, taking rapid short steps while leaning impossibly forward. What do you say about that centre of gravity? What does that say about it? Mm. Very high. Thank you. Uh, At the Hopkinsons' home, the man and the woman put on an utterly bizarre display. While feverishly groping his companion in front of John and Maureen, occasionally asking John, Oh, I don't even want to do that. That's seedy. Am I doing it right? (laughs) Oh, you're so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Sit up. The strange man proceeded to ask the couple personal questions, such as what they read, Uh, talked about. I've just cracked it. And watched on television. The drag queen swingers. <laughs> That's what it is. Who can't walk? Who've been involved in a car accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. with hip problems. <laughs> problems, hip dysplasia. Yeah. Um, Plantar fasciitis. It was as if the MIB pair were trying to act like a regular human couple, however, were categorically misguided in their approach. Awesome. At one point, John left the room. Imagine that planning meeting on the spaceship. They're like, right, so what should we do when we get in there? We'll just shuffle in. That's our walk. (laughs) Because we can't walk. And then we'll just start groping Groping each other other and asking people. That's what humans do. You you think (laughs) they've seen, seen, like, shitty movies and... They see man and woman just like groping each other. So like, <laughs> obviously that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. So they just touch each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at one point, John left the room and the man took the opportunity to invite oh, I Maureen. I see why you've given me these s- lines. <laughs> to sit next to him on the couch. When Maureen declined. So he's like, Maureen. Oh, you do it. Say Maureen sit next to me on the couch. I know it's going off script, but. <laughs> Hang on, I can't ad lib. Maureen sit next to me on the couch. Yeah. When Maureen declined, her extremely forward and forward-leaning guest inquired as to... How are you, mate? How are you made? And? And do you have a cup of sugar? (laughs) No, read the line. (laughs) How's your evening been? Read the line. Have you seen Emmerdale? No. (laughs) How are you made? And... Do you have any nude photographs of yourself available? <laughs> Stitch up. Gross, dude. <laughs> You're sick. Uh, when John returned to the room... The if I wo- come back and that's your ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got you to say it, eh? Yeah. After all these years. Uh, when John returned to the room, the woman awkwardly stood up and announced that it was time to go. The man also rose, but moved no further. The woman, after waiting several moments and making no attempt whatsoever to go around her partner, turned to John and said, Please move him. I can't move him myself. Suddenly, the man became reanimated and the two lurched out the door together. (laughs) So, so weird to think of, like, the movements and things involved. It's like an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? (laughs) 
<laughs> where you have like to weirdness. Do, where you can't bend your knees yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's yeah. There's an audience member moving their limbs for yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their graceless exit thankfully marked the conclusion to the Hopkins family, Men in Black Affair. Interesting. So It's creepy. It's creepy, but like I, I like to think of exactly that that there was like these things are alien human hybrids and they are going to some sort of like shitty seminar before they go and interrogate humans <laughs> yeah and they are showing this this overhead Here's projection thing of how humans behave so yeah, yeah. well okay, this is so the thing it's couple. gonna be it's gonna be um here's how you walk and then everyone line up against a wall and walk across the yeah. room and it's just yeah. a whole room of these things just moving awkwardly from one side to the other they pick the best walker <laughs> to go and be the one it's that like, goes you inside. You look most like human walk. <laughs> like when human talk to each other, they grope and touch each other's private bits. <laughs> like, but they wouldn't know like what they. So he's actually like he's asking like what she made of because like he he's smooth. Imagine yeah. Kendall smooth. Yeah, and he's like, do you have any nude photographs of yourself available? Because he's just curious. <laughs> So he just doesn't know. He's, he's trying to be polite. I think what they've done is they've observed a swinger who's had a hip operation. And then they've just... And that's what they've used to base their account of the, humanity. That yeah, they're yeah. trying to create... It's like when you when you um, see someone doing something and assume that's normal. So like, then you oh, do it and then you realise... Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like that time we were on that ancient Maori uh, pa and I saw someone eating. And so I pulled out food and started <laughs> eating. Sense. And, then, and then I was told off for eating because yep. it was a sacred place. But you thought that was normal. I was like, what? Because I saw someone eating. So it's, I ate. It's but, like they abducted a human. Yeah. Turned out to be it was an elderly swinger, hip dysplasia, you know, all the stuff. And like... That's how people are. That's what humans are like. Yep. So we will copy that. Yeah. We will mimic that. Yes. And that will be how we present ourselves to the human race to blend in. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do a good job of didn't it. Didn't do a good job of it. So I'd like to think they're probably, maybe the men in black whole thing, maybe they got better since then. This is the 1970s. They might have been still quite new at it. Mm-hmm. And they probably got better at blending in. They observed some um, other people. Yeah. Because apparently this photo that's at the top of the image here, yeah. which um, shows... You know, men in suits, um, bad hats, oh, weird-looking yeah. faces. Clearly, no hair. Yeah. Apparently, that's a real MIB photo taken um, in the I think it's the early two thousands. Really? Yes. That recent. So it shows they're not normal-looking people. They almost look cartoonish yeah. characters. But um, there's no hair. The facial features are kind of weird. They're very white. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're almost kind of comical in appearance. Yeah, the, there's like a lack of expression on their yeah. face. Interesting. You have to send me that and I'll Instagram it. So, <clears throat> yeah, they were a bit rough around the uh, around the collar in <laughs> uh, the 1970s. An approximation it. of human, though. It's like it, if you had an arts and crafts thing of like, all right, I'm going to make a plane out of paper mache. It'd come close. You could see it's... A plane. You mm. can make out you that it's it a is. plane. Yeah. Like, you could tell those are human. 
But I like, the, I like the idea they give them, like, the, the clothes they're wearing is kind of old-fashioned clothes, because they don't know what's kind of in fashion. They're, like, <laughs> kind of like, black. Oh, you can't go around with a black suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, These things have been around forever. It's like, people don't dress like that anymore. <laughs> no, this is in the 30s on Wall and Street. And apparently, like, they're saying that, you know, they, if, they drive, if they have been seen driving cars, they're always sort of old, old, sort of old American cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, like an LTD or something. That they're driving. Yeah. Again, like, they're not quite, under, they don't quite understand, because I guess the technology that uh, is, is extraterrestrial, the technology be so far apart they kind of wouldn't realize if it's a car that's 10 years old or 20 years old i'll tell you what it's like it's like when you go to one of those 50s themed diners yeah that's what it is right it's like if you put that diner in its current state in the 50s everyone would be like you know what are these you know uh mustard containers and why does this like old looking sign only look printed old? Yeah. <laughs> why is everything <laughs> so, so think, shiny yeah, so and plastic? Thinking, this is well, you know we've got them full. This looks what they're used to, but actually they're not actually no. nailing it. No, no, we can tell. Um, <laughs> so the people don't look quite right. The clothes aren't right. The vehicles aren't right. Yeah. The whole, I think the speech thing has got better. The whole not asking for nude photographs of women. <laughs> I don't think they're doing that anymore. Yeah. But I don't see this perverted. He was just curious. Curious <laughs> wee true. guy. Yeah. Um, just an anatomy lesson. Yeah. Absolutes. Crazy. So, yeah, that's the MIB, the MIB. Mm. Um, I think they're making a spin-off to that movie. They're making another one, aren't they? I think it's a spin-off. Who are they spinning off to? I think it's a spin-off. Better not be a Jaden Smith one. Oh, I hope so. MIB <laughs> spin-off. God. Uh, Liam Neeson's going to be in it. Really? Yeah. Does he play some really old dude? Uh, so he's in... <laughs> Liam Neeson. Let me guess. Join... His daughter gets taken, but by aliens. Yeah, that's a big one, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Apparently, he's going to be with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. And hmm. to- Tony's? <laughs> Sony's. That's my own name. And mm-hmm. Sony's Men in Black spinoff. Oh. Uh... Fall, early this fall, no, wait, wait, May 2019 release. How okay. old's Tommy Lee Jones now? i got to find this out. He'd be in his 70s, wouldn't he? By now. I think he looks terrible. <laughs> oh, jeez. He is, he's got lots of wrinkles. 71. Yeah, very good. Told you. Um, does this end your segment? Shall we jump into the last bit? Uh, it does. It does. Okay. <laughs> cool story yeah um bro let's jump into the final segment of the show this is where i take the reins so we actually stop rambling and (laughs) (laughs) you're literally reading your computer right now i'm saying that um tommy lee jones uh, his filmography here so in 2017 he starred in the movie uh arctic justice thunder squad and played the role of arctic cell phone what I don't know what that is. All right, this is the final segment of the show <laughs> where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I'll fr- flick to a random page. Tony will tell me when to stop, and I'll read one of the paranormal stories from the pages we land on. Let's do it. This is the segment <clears throat> called Get Me Some Strange. Flick. We've landed on Dicing about, with death. about the 10th page. Did we start the, the music? Book. Um, the music's already on. Go. <laughs> I 
can't believe you can't hear it. <laughs> uh, that's kind of a long one. Oh, which oh, we landed in prophecies, and it's literally pages out of the oh. Bible. Uh, okay, I'm going to read this one. The Plowboy. One breath. One breath. Uh, it's kind of long. Okay. One breath. It's not one breath worthy. It's this whole. I easily do that in one breath. Okay. Do you want to? No. <laughs> Here we go. We'll see how far I get on one breath. Okay. <gasps> Robert Nixon, a rural visionary who by reputation was held to be mentally retarded, was born oh, in 1967. <laughs> there. You can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm Mentally retarded. It was okay in 1982 when Reader's Digest wrote this. <laughs> Robert Nixon, a rural visionary who by reputation was held to be mentally retarded as the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained would have you believe. Not modern day Lukey. Was born around 1467 on a farm in the county of Cheshire, England. He began his working life as a ploughboy. Not what you that think. That is... <laughs> Being too stupid. Plowboy. <laughs> being too stupid by all, by all appearances. You know they call them else. young, dumb, and full of plow. <laughs> he was mostly a silent youth, though sometimes given to us, though sometimes given to strange, incomprehensible babblings that were taken to be a sign of his limited mentality. One day, however. While he was ploughing a field, not what you think. Sorry. He paused in his work, look around him in a strange way, and, exc- and exclaimed, "And I am reading this verbatim." No. Now, Dick. <laughs> now, Harry. Oh, I'll done, Dick. Oh. <laughs> well done, Harry. Harry has gained the day. Typical, yeah, typical ploughboy, eh? Yeah. This outcry, more cognant than most though still incomprehensible puzzled robert's fellow workers but the next day everything was made clear at the very moment of robert's strange seizure king richard iii had been killed at bosworth field and the victor of that decisive battle henry tudor was now now proclaimed henry the seventh of england before long news of the bucolic seer reached Mm. the new king who was much intrigued and wanted to meet him an envoy was sent from london to escort nixon back to the palace even before the envoy left the court robert knew who was coming and was thrown into a fit of great distress running about the town of over and crying out that henry had sent for him and he would be clammed starved to death what i don't know what that kind of means but he's basically predicting that he's going to be starved to death in the meantime henry had decided on a method of testing the young prophet and when nixon was shown into his presence the king apparent um, the king appeared to be greatly troubled he had lost a valuable diamond he explained could nixon help help him to locate it nixon calmly replied in the words of a proverb that those who hide can find henry had of course hidden the diamond and was so impressed by the plowboy's answer that he ordered a record to be made of everything the lad said what he said, duly interpreted, forecast the English civil wars, the death and abdication of kings, and war with France. He also forecast that the town of Nantwich 
in Cheshire would be swept away by a flood, though this has not yet happened. <laughs> as of 1982. Should I check Nantwich? Check Nantwich um, between now and 1982. Nantwich. Cheese Awards? Nantwich Cheese Awards? Is that what I'm doing? No. Okay. <laughs> See if Nantwich and Cheshire Food were swept festival? away. No. Floral flower still market? No. Still no. Flood. Flood warning. No. Nandwich flooding 2016. Seriously? Unbelievable. Flood warnings for Nantwich, Cheshire, England. Really? <laughs> I don't think it's a major flood. It's a major flood. You heard it here first. This ploughboy was <laughs> Careful. predicted Easy. It. Easy. Oh, zero severe flooding warnings currently in effect. Currently, yeah. Zero flood warnings. At some expected. stage, someone made a website because of flood. Zero flood alerts. <laughs> but the prophecy that most concerned Nixon was the most improbable of all, that he would starve to death in the royal palace. To allay these fears, Henry ordered that Nixon should be given all the food he wanted whenever he wanted, an order that did not endear the strange young man to the royal kitchen, whose staff, in any case, envied his privileges. One day, however, the king left London, leaving Robert in the care of one of his officers. To protect his charge from the malice of the palace of... Uh, malice from the palace? To protect his charge from the malice of the palace domestics... Love it. The officer thoughtfully locked him safely in the king's own closet. It's oh. not very nice. The officer was then also called away from London on urgent business and forgot to leave the key or instructions for Robert's release. Oh. By the time he returned, Robert had starved to death. Jesus, how long was he in there for? I guess Trevor was, you know, you're not traveling in any fancy turboprop from Napier. Those guys those didn't days. have to deal with jet lag. No. Um, I was like, that is actually only a reasonably new phenomenon, jet lag, because previously we couldn't travel that fast. You know, if you went away and left, you know. You'd be slowly adjusting. If you went away Even and left we someone in the, the cupboard, you'd, you know, they'd starve to death because hmm. it's so slow. Mm-hmm. Um, just by the way, Nantwich and flood alert warning after River Weaver bursts its banks. Environment chiefs have placed Nantwich on a flood alert after the River Weaver bursts its banks. Uh, September 26, 2012. Interesting. There you go. Happened. You got it right. Retarded ploughboy. Yeah. New thing or two. Um, that's all I've got. That's everything. That's everything. You didn't have to say retarded ploughboy again, did you? You just. I'm just reading. <laughs> I wasn't really Verbatim What's in there Verbatim Anything else to add Uh Nah (laughs) I think we've Been controversial enough With this episode Okay Um Okay so Good voices Well done I would say Well done doing your impressions Thank you Um, Normally you do you You do you (laughs) And today you did Another man And you know, a strange woman. Live on the podcast. Well done. And on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next week. Toodaloo.